you're listening to The Insecurity Project, solving the insecurity problem at a global level. This podcast is a mixture of interviews, coaching sessions, and personal development content. You'll hear me chat with experts, authors, speakers, and individuals who've gone on to do great things in their life as a result of working through their insecurity. You'll hear brave souls being willing to have a live coaching demonstration recorded where they work through their insecurity. And you'll hear 10 Minute Tuesday, which is a chance for me to deliver high quality personal development content to help you on your journey. I hope you find it useful. Now on to today's show. Hey folks, Jamin here, 10 Minute Tuesday time. This week's topic is wisdom. It's been a subject I've been giving lots of thought to over the last couple of months, I think, and it's something that, um, it's it's probably my favorite word at, at the moment, wisdom. And I think that why it's my favorite word is that when it comes to solving important problems, problems that aren't easily solved or aren't commonly solved, I, I really think wisdom is what you need to solve those problems in any area, in any domain. So when I think about the Insecurity Project and solving the insecurity problem at a global level, helping people not just avoid or mask, medicate the fear of not being good enough, but to actually solve that, to, to genuinely be able to show up to life unhindered, you know, confident that they are enough and and have that squared away to have faced that fear and to come out the other side strong, stable, uh, assured. I think it's possible, but I think it, it doesn't, this problem doesn't get solved with anything less than wisdom. There's a lot of lightweight stuff in the personal development space uh, that, you know, kind of looks useful and pretends to be transformational but it's not wisdom and so it doesn't ever bring lasting change so when i think about uh you know this this important subject i think well wisdom is what is needed so i've been really trying to explore the the realm of uh, you know people lots of people have written about this subject over the years and to try to unpack what is wisdom and how do you know you've found it so I've been trying to draw this fancy Venn diagram. Now, for those of you playing along at home, a Venn diagram is the intersection of three ideas. So you might have seen it, you know, three intersecting circles and the, the center is the sweet spot. I'm not quite sure I've made it work perfectly, but um, I, I think I think wisdom is probably the, the intersection of three key things. I think wisdom has to be spiritual. It's, it is something that is just beyond the mere rational common sense approach there is something mystical uh, ancient universal uh, and and beyond the the flesh and blood daily rational life that we live i think that that's something that is it comes up again and again in the themes about wisdom there is something mystical about it uh, something something transcendent but it also is very simple. In fact, it's it's practical, it's intelligent, it's complete. So I think that makes it elegantly simple. Uh, ele- elegantly simple things, as Einstein said, make things as simple as possible, but no simpler. So I think wisdom is not complex, and um, you know, out of the reach of the ordinary person. I think it is is very simple, and because it's very simple, it's it's very practical. Uh, and I think wisdom is transformational. Uh, there's, a, there's a passage in Luke's gospel that says wisdom is justified by her children. So I think, um, you know, you look at some kids and you go, ah, oh, they're obviously from those parents. Um, so I think wisdom has children as well. And when you see the children of wisdom, you go, oh, clearly that's come from wisdom. So I think wisdom is proven by the fruit that it produces. So, so it is transformational. It produces fruit 
and that fruit goes on. So, so I think it's it's the intersection of uh, spiritual, simple, and, and transformational ideas, because it's not just good enough to be spiritual, you know, ancient from an other world, um, not just rational. I, I was at a wedding and uh, the, there was an ancient Sanskrit uh, ceremony being conducted. And you think, oh, fantastic. Just because something's old, it must be valuable. It must be wonderful. If this has been around for 5,000 years, well, it must be wisdom. Well, I don't know that it was. Uh, I was listening intently, looking for wisdom, and it just seemed like a bunch of horseshit to me, to, to be honest, if I'm, if I'm being frank. Um, you know, just because something's old doesn't mean it's wisdom. People have been making the same mistakes for thousands of years and will continue to make the same mistakes. So old doesn't prove anything, really. Uh, you know, and there's, there's plenty of... Just, be, just because it's ancient and spiritual doesn't mean it's wisdom. Um, but, but just because it's practical doesn't mean it's wisdom either. Um, you know, plenty of intelligent ideas that are just common sense uh, approaches but but they're not wisdom because just because they're intelligent and they make sense and everyone is doing them doesn't mean that they transform you doesn't mean that they produce um you know that they unlock something beautiful inside you and transform you into who you can be uh, and just because something's transformational doesn't be, doesn't mean it's good people are being transformed uh, into worse versions of themselves all the time. You know, I, I keep saying that insecurity left unaddressed leads to madness. So you can be in touch with an ancient spirituality that is a form of evil, that is a form of, um, you know, that is a form of wrong, that is a form of deprivation, that is a form of uh, limitation as a human being. And And the more you invest in that way of thinking and living consciously or unconsciously, it does transform you. It becomes part of you. And, and that transformation is not great fruit, it's, it's terrible fruit, but still transformational, it's still changing who you are. Uh, so I think the intersection of you know, spiritual, practical, transformational means that it has to be good and it has to be beautiful and the fruit is lasting. So I think that that's, that's uh, how I'm grappling with the idea of wisdom at the moment. So when I think about the ideas, when I think about the seven essential practices for overcoming insecurity, I'm, going, I, I'm making sure that... They tick those boxes that they are spiritual ideas and that they're ancient ideas. So, so I think one of the things about wisdom is that no one owns it. Uh, people just possess it through through the years, through the ages. Um, but it doesn't belong to any one person, to any one thought process, to any one religion, to any one culture. I think wisdom it's, is outside of that. It, it is universal. So for me to explore these seven ideas and go, are they universal? Are they ancient? Have they shown up in other times, in other ways, through other people? Are they, are they practical? Are they simple? Do they are they intelligent? Are they thought through? Are they complete ideas, or are they just because if they're just ancient spiritual ideas, they they could be mystical and abstract and of no earthly value, and are they transformational? So what happens when people apply these simple ideas that are ancient ancient ideas? Do they does it produce good fruit in their life? So that's something I'm that's a frame of reference I'm running all the time when I think about. Uh, the work around the insecurity project, um, but but then the next question, and one of my friends raised this with me recently, and that is, well, just because it's wisdom doesn't mean you can access it. So you know, I, I had this experience flying to Melbourne recently, reading Don Miguel Ruiz, Ruiz, uh, the Four Agreements, and the subtitle of that book is a book of wisdom, and I I agree. I was reading it, and I was having a deeply spiritual experience, and it was 
affecting every cell in my body and it just made so much sense and it was a complete idea but a beautifully simple idea and I could feel it changing me and the fruit of that book since reading it has been transformational and so I agree I think yes yes this is wisdom and this is beautiful and I'm so grateful for that contribution I'm so grateful that that man found a way to um, to encounter wisdom himself and then to be able to share it with others but just because he's encountered wisdom and written a book about it doesn't mean everyone naturally is going to encounter wisdom just by picking up his book. Plenty of people would have read that book and not received wisdom from it. Which gone, ah, oh, okay, here you go, there's another book. So I think there are a few key ideas about how how do you encounter wisdom. So another Venn diagram that's probably a bit incomplete, um, but me grappling with this very important idea of how do you encounter wisdom. And I think there are three ideas. Um, sur- surrender, security, and desire to me are the three essential aspects of accessing wisdom so surrender first of all is is to realize because wisdom is spiritual it's going to be beyond your your normal way of thinking and the common sense approach so it's going to require you to let go and to um, to give in and to surrender and to um, press into something that is beyond you that is outside of you that requires you to let go of your own intellect and your own ego to, to reach it uh, you know, uh, you've heard me talk about um, Jordan Peterson. I think he's the smartest man in the world, and uh, one of the most important, if not the most important, voices currently speaking. I think he speaks wisdom, and I, I love that about him. He he talks about wisdom uh, in terms of um, chaos and, and order, the yin and yang, and he says wisdom is definitely a, a chaos element, a feminine energy, and because it's it's from that side of the tree. It doesn't make sense straight away, and it is not ordered and controlled, so it does require surrender to access it. It does require you to let go of your rational way of thinking. But it also requires personal security, so it's kind of a twofold approach. You want to solve the insecurity problem, but you kind of need a bit of security to access this. So it's the chicken and the egg thing here, but I think the more secure you become in yourself, the more you are likely to access wisdom and the more insecure you are the more you will reject wisdom because it will threaten you and it will push you beyond what is safe and known and comfortable it, it is it is wild it is mystical it requires you to abandon yourself so the sense of being secure will allow you to trust that it's going to be okay to trust in in the greater good in in wisdom that is beyond your your current rational way of thinking um, and desire is the, the final piece. So Solomon was called the wisest man in the world, the, the Queen of Sheba. When she came across his empire, she was like, holy shit, this this is breathtaking. I don't know whether she said holy shit then, but she if she'd seen it now, I'm sure she would have said that. But it was it was breathtaking. It was there's something incredible about what is happening here. There's something spiritual, practical and transformational about the way this empire is run and she could see wisdom and so she described Solomon as the, the wisest man that has ever lived and so much of what Solomon's writings so, so much of Solomon's writings have stood the test of time and proven to be wisdom but one of the things he says is that it's essential for us to, to seek wisdom more than gold and silver to desire wisdom so I think nothing is achieved in our life without reaching for it without intentionally putting ourselves in a place where we can access that so I think the sense of desire to go no I must find wisdom here I can't put up with 
cheap second-rate ideas. I can't put up with stuff that sounds good that everyone else is using that's, that makes sense, that is commonplace or is ancient or, you know, I, I can't settle for anything less than wisdom because anything less than wisdom is not going to get me through this problem. It's not going to solve this problem for me. So wisdom is what we need and there are some key ideas around what wisdom, what, what wisdom, what wisdom is and how to access it. Hope that's been useful. I'll talk to you again soon. You've been listening to The Insecurity Project. If you're interested in finding out more about dealing with your own insecurity, check out the 30-day online Overcoming Insecurity Bootcamp. It combines high-quality frameworks with one-on-one coaching to help you eradicate the fear of not being good enough and give yourself permission to really flourish in life. For more information, check out jamonfraser.com. 